And we're live. How's it going, guys? It's me, Brandon Matula. Matula. And I'm Thomas Six. And uh, guys, we're not going to waste any time. You know the drill. We know the drill. Let's get right on into it. A uh, huge, huge weekend for uh, film, which is my favorite thing. And if you're listening to this, I'm assuming it's yours as well. Um, so let's just let's just talk about it. We've got the Dune review first, and then we're gonna get into our uh, the review, and then uh, after that, we will talk about what to expect for next week's episode because it's gonna be another big double whammy uh, film week, which is you know expected in this month of October, and then we're gonna get into November. November releases, what to expect, what we'll be reviewing, um, and what to look forward to. So. Uh, yeah, we're not, we're going to respect your time. We're just going to get straight to the point. Uh, but before, you know, you guys know the drill before any, you know, podcast that we've ever recorded together, uh, we always start off the episode by saying thank you. Thank you guys so much just for, uh, uh, tuning in to our podcast weekly. Uh, we passed the 50 active listener threshold. That was really cool along with uh, getting good views for our NBA special. So thank you so much for that. We hope you all enjoyed that. We also want to apologize that we didn't get our content out on time on Tuesday when we would do this pop culture episode. But don't you worry. We're going to have two days in a row row of pop culture and sports. So Mm. we'll be releasing this today on Thursday, as you can see. And then on Friday, tomorrow, the – sports section will be covered so stay mm-hmm. tuned for that but uh without further ado let's go ahead and get on to into it so tommy what's the first thing on the realist as iggy's alias says <laughs> so uh, that was a yeah. pretty good that was a pretty good segue wasn't it <laughs> yeah uh I'll, I'll give it a, i'll give it a solid seven out of ten i'm just playing it's always a 10 out of 10 with brandon come on now you guys know this Come on. Um, come on. It's 10 out of 10. 10 out of 10. Uh, yeah. Dune. Big movie. You know, I, I, I hate to sound like a broken record, but the Star Wars of our generation is kind of what this movie has been labeled. Um, and that's a big, big statement. Um, is, it, is there truth to it? Is it valid? How's the film? Is it good? Is it bad? How's the acting? How's Timothy Chalamet? Well... Come on, guys. Hot this week. You already know I got that early screening going on. Uh, reviewing the film before it's even out for you guys. But, uh, yeah, as Brandon said, we're releasing this this today. The day we're releasing this will be Thursday, uh, which is technically the first initial release. I don't, And this is kind of like a – I mean, I hate to spoil the secret for everyone, but, like, you guys know movies release on Thursdays, right? Like, if you are a college student and, like – we're not even a college student. Just if you have like your Fridays are pretty free and you don't have anything going on Thursday night, like 9.9 times out of 10, that Thursday night film is going to be empty and you're going to be able to see it early before anyone else. And and Brandon can attest to this for No Time to Die. We were the only people in the theater Yep, for the Thursday opening night. And then. I think there was like a couple to the left of us, like below in, in, a, in a row below us. But like they I heard they were in front of me when they got their tickets and they were going to go to the 810 showing. But the guy was like, oh, you want to go to 805? There's only 
you know, there's no one in there. So they're like, okay, yeah. So really, like, it was just us. I mean, it really wasn't, but like, it, it could have easily been just us, but it wasn't. It was us and then literally two other people. So, like, yeah, just a little advice for you guys. Thursdays, in my opinion, you get to see the film early, right? Um, you get to avoid the big crowd. So, like, go see films on Thursdays. Nine times out of 10, there will be a Thursday showing in your area go see it you know and sometimes there's not I, the only film that i know that didn't have a thursday showing was uh so far that i'm like aware of in 2021 was the space jam but that came out on hbo on thursday so you know and that, that movie was kind of made for hbo but anyways you want to hear about dune just let you know you're gonna be if you're listening to this on on the day it's released thursday go watch dune tonight because guess what it's probably gonna be pretty pretty empty in your theater and you get to watch it technically a day early, right? Because they always say in films this, this Friday, so or in theaters this Friday. All right, dude. How was the film? Wow. Uh, where do I start <laughs> with Dune? Um, bittersweet, bittersweet. Denis Villeneuve. Uh, forgive me if I butcher that last name. I know his first name's Denis, so I'll say Denis. The dude can direct. Um, you know, if you're unfamiliar with his work, he's made. Prisoners, very critically acclaimed film. Uh, Blade Runner 2049, very fun film. Uh, Enemy, Jake Gyllenhaal. Sicario, another really good film. Uh, and Arrival, Amy Adams, that's a big one. Uh, and he's, he's made a few more, but those are his big, you know, his big chunks right there. So Denis, you know, when I named those films, you know, what's unique and what's the pattern with those films? They're very visually mature you know you're not going to get an immature edit or an immature shot from Denis um and and I can say that that is the case with Dune tenfold like every shot in Dune was placed so perfect so perfectly um I had I had zero flaws with the with the way the film was shot and the directing of the film um if you've seen Blade Runner 2049, it kind of follows a similar formula as far as, you know, the aesthetic and the filming goes. But, um, you know, you're in the sand. You know, it's called Dune. You're in the sand for the majority of the film. So it can be like a little a little grainy as far as the picture goes. But, man, it was gorgeous. It was a gorgeous film. You, you click pause while watching this film. You're going to get a picture. You're going to get a, a painting. Um, so that alone is a good reason to go see this film. Now, Denis has been pushing people, pushing people, pushing people, pushing people to go see this in theaters. You will never catch Denis be like, yeah, go watch it on HBO Max. No, he, he is practically demanding us. If you're a lover of film, watch this in the theaters. Wow. And, you know, it, I, I couldn't agree more. This film, this IMAX, you know, XD, whatever you're watching it on, this was made for the movie theater, this film. This film was made to be on the big screen, the silver screen, if you will. Um, okay, so you know, we went cinematography down and the way the film looks. Now, how's the story? Well, I have not read the books, and I'm familiar with David Lynch's 1984 Dune that, unfortunately, was a flop for many people. And I think it's a, I think it's, it's a good period, time period of the 80s. It is a flop, but I can appreciate it for what it is. David Lynch is doing. 
And there was also a mini series on Dune, to my knowledge. Um, that's kind of unpopular, but was the better version of Dune. But this is the, I mean, the biggest scale we've had since David Lynch's, which even then I'd argue that this is a lot bigger than David Lynch's. Actually, it is. Um, how, how is how's the story? Well, that's kind of where we slope down a little bit. Um, because I, I, it follows the source material to a T, because I've asked co-workers and friends who have seen this film and they've all said oh it follows the source material to a t if you're if you read the books like if you if you're reading or have read the books this movie will satisfy you but it's kind of just setting up for the second film which is not a spoiler you know it's actually uh the second film has is, has been in production and um all these things you can see it on the internet like it, there's yeah, going to be they a second are film. calling it and after all they are calling it a the next star wars and star wars is a uh saga you know, mm-hmm. so you better expect there's going to be more movies. Yeah, exactly. Um, which I, which is what I hope that what they're doing with Dune, because here's the thing. Um, and I've said this, you know, I reviewed it yesterday in my Snapchat. If you had me on Snapchat, you saw my review kind of a day early. Um, but this is definitely way more in depth and I'm, I'm very excited to talk about it uh, on the podcast. But if this is the first, you know, of a series or of just two movies, a part one and part two, or what I'm hoping is a trilogy, um, this is probably the first film, like the best version of a first film. I've, it's it's obviously better than the first Star Wars film because you know, I don't I don't I mean Brandon, you're a Star Wars fan. I don't feel like I need to defend the the very first Star Wars film, Phantom Phantom Menace. Um, oh no, uh, that that's you mean A New Hope. Well, I, I'm going by number one the way it's titled because it's one, two, three, four, five, six, yeah. seven, eight, nine. So. Yeah. I guess technically going by one. Uh, although A New Hope is the first. So I'm, I'm being a little unfair with the Star Wars comparison. But if I were to compare it, you know, it would be better. Now I'll go Harry Potter. It is. And I, and I am a, Griff, a proud Gryffindor. I am a huge Harry Potter fan. This film is better than The Sorcerer's Stone. The very first Harry Potter. Um, this film is better than the first uh, Hunger Games as well. Mm. better than the first Hunger Games. This film is better than the first Lord of the Rings. Yeah, I know. And and, and people are going to probably hate me for saying that, but guys, I'm just a critic and I'm telling you as it is, if, this is the best you know, first film that I have seen in my lifetime. Okay, would you say it's better than A New Hope? Because yeah, easily you could say it's easy, right. better than The Phantom Menace because that <laughs> came out years later and there was a yeah. lot of negativity towards it, but a new hope, you'll put it you would put it ahead of a new hope. No. No, I okay. wouldn't. Yeah. Okay. That that that's kind of an unfair comparison, but I like to use it because it ruffles some feathers and why not? Yeah. <laughs> but uh but, no, it go ahead. We can... Yeah, uh, but I would I would concur with that. I haven't even seen the film yet. But like that sounds realistic. I don't think it's that that take that you just had was that far fetched because mm. the first Lord of the Rings like that first movie isn't the best. In my opinion, I really like the third. The third yeah, was the, the best one. Yeah. With Lord of the Rings. I haven't seen the Harry Potter th- series, but I've heard the middle ones are a little bit better. Yeah, that's that, yeah, that's right. Yeah. And that, so yeah. So I, I can definitely hop on with that because I uh, I know Lord of the Rings well. I don't know Harry Potter as much, but uh definitely with these sci fi uh movies. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you consider Lord of the Rings sci-fi, but anyway, 
like with these types of movies, yeah, I could definitely see that because yeah. I, I would say Star Wars has the strongest uh, front foot of uh, their saga that they start. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, that yes, <laughs> A New Hope is a lot better than uh, Dune, but Dune's a great film. Now, I will say Dune is not better than the first Chronicles of Narnia, Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe. That is still wow. so that is the greatest film. You know, of the greatest first film of a trilogy, but I don't count Chronicles of Narnia because uh, they didn't complete, they didn't complete the rest of the movies. Um, yeah. So it's kind of just like three blocks. I heard, I heard Netflix might have picked it up or Disney Plus or something that they're going to make a new series out of it. Oh goodness, I hope so. That's got to be my favorite story. Um, one one of my favorite stories from book to movie adaptation. But yeah. It's not better than that either. So New Hope is not better than Crocodile Narnia, but dude, man. And so Brandon, when I was watching the theaters, I'm like, dude, Brandon's gonna love this movie. You're gonna love it, bro. Like, if you're a fan of Star Wars, which Brandon's a huge fan of Star Wars, if no one knows, um, Brandon, you got to see this movie, bro. Yeah. This movie's crazy. Like it's, it's like Star Wars, but it's a little darker. And oh man, it's so crazy, but. The story, it, it is slow. It's a very slow film. And the reason that I brought up that it's the best first of a tri- trilogy or a series or what, what have you um, is because it's a setup film, really. It, something negative happens. Uh, we see the outcome of the negative event, and then they get over that negative event, and then something else negative happens. And we see the outcome. Then they get over it, and again, and again, and again, and that's basically Dune Part One. And so it's like, okay, you know, what I saw was very well done. What I saw with the cinematography, you know, with the editing, was very well done. You know, set design, uh, sound sound design, um, costumes, acting. Like what I saw was very well done. But what did I see? You know, I just kind of saw problems and then those problems get solved and and what did it all lead up to like what what was that was all for what you know um but you know you get slapped with the title and it says doing part one and also by the way guys when you go and see this movie in the theaters uh when it opens up like it's credit opening credit title um it says doing part one so it it already it already tells you okay this is the first part, and then it makes a you know the ending makes a lot more sense after you know you know well once you know that, um it's the first part, but it, that was kind of frustrating. I was like okay like we we really didn't get anywhere with this first movie, but if there's a second film, this film's gonna have a lot more light to it, and it'll all make sense. It's basically there's always a film where there's a journey to you know, the end of a book or the end of, you know, the big battle or something. Hence like, you know, the second Lord of the Rings, uh, Deathly Hallows part one. Um, what's another good example, a uh, hunger games, you know, part one, like there's always going to be that setup movie that sets you, you know, it sets you up for the next like final boss or the final battle. And if, and doing part one basically feels like that. It's done very well though. So, I'm very happy with the film. No issue at all with the acting in the film. I'm a huge, t- I'm a, I'm a sucker for Timothy Chalamet. So, you know, I'm, I'm a sucker for him. And then I love Josh Brolin. Duncan Idaho, played by Jason Momoa, might be my favorite character. 
in the movie, he was awesome. Uh, it's hard for Josh Bro if Josh Brolin is in any movie, even Thanos. It's hard for him to not like whoever the character that he's playing. It's hard for that character to not be my favorite because I just love Josh Brolin so much. I mark my words. You know, when I make it, I will. Josh Brolin will be in every single one of my films just because I love him so much. Um, but abs- you know, absolutely no issues with the acting. The my only issue is, you know that you know what we just watched was kind of just a bunch of setup and hopefully depend on the second film and i'm hoping we get a third if there is going to be a third but hopefully the second film um you know do, does that first one a little more justice and i heard from a coworker who's obsessed with dune you know read the books you know the seen the miniseries seen the movie he said it's like they took the first book and just ripped it in half wow like they like they split the first book in half and just ripped it and that's in the that first page that first side of the book is what dune part one is about and if that's the case awesome because i i want to i want to keep going i want to see more timothy chalamet i want to see more of these characters like they are freaking awesome it was so awesome so dune gets a b plus from me it was awesome it was epic it was so cool but it it just felt a little one note a little one-sided the way that the pattern kept following each other and it was very similar similar to Blade Runner 2049 in that aspect because with Blade Runner Blade goodness gracious that's so hard for me to say fast Blade Runner 2049 in that aspect um it was kind of like that there was a problem then a solution then a problem then a solution but you could tell that everything was kind of forming into one story and then at the very end we had a, a proper conclusion um with K rather than you know this film but this film is part one so just remember that when you're watching go check it out please like i want you to feel comfortable i want you to feel safe so you know if you if you wear a mask you know and if that's how you're gonna feel comfortable please put on a mask and go see the film whatever's gonna make you feel comfortable watching this film in a theater do that because seriously you guys you have to see this film in the theater it's the only way you'll do this film justice Mm. um but yeah it gets a b plus from me and well, no... you sold me. Like, I, I want to go see it now. I want to go mm-hmm. see it in theaters. Oh, it yeah. looks very aesthetically pleasing, and it looks very well shot. And I think I'm going to respect that, even though that I'm not a big film. I wouldn't even call it critic, but uh, lo- a lover of film and cinematography. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah, dude. It, it was epic. And, like, we, we, uh, you were alive for. I know I might no I wasn't alive. You were alive for the first two uh, Star Wars films talking about Phantom Menace. Yeah. Um and I, I was alive for Revenge of the Sith. So but you were still young. Like if you saw in the theater you probably would have forgotten because you were yeah. still young. Whereas, I think I only saw Star Wars 3 in theaters. Yeah. That was like what 2003 when it came out. Five, 4 or 5 <laughs> I think. Okay. Yeah, I was I was born 2001. So like you were still young, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. you might have remembered the experience, but like, still young to remember the impact. With this movie, like, we get a chance to live what our parents lived, which is, you know, the first of who knows what this could be. We might have a Dune spinoff TV series, like with you know the Mandalorian. Like, who knows? Yeah. Um. But yeah, awesome stuff. It, it all depends that. on the source material and seeing what where they go with the universe. Because <sighs> Star Wars wasn't based on a book, you know. Right. So, like they just. Which is why it's done so well, and which is yeah. why Disney's making bank off of it. It's because they're the universe is just so innovative, and so they get to come up with it themselves. They don't have to stick to a book. Yep. 
they can just think of new things. So, uh, yep. You sold me, though. I'm excited to go watch this film. And uh, I love the actors in it. I think Oscar Isaac, T- Timothy Chalamet, Zendaya. Uh, the main guy, forgot his name. I don't know what his name is. It's the yeah. younger looking dude. Uh, Jason Momo? Because Timothy Chalamet is the main guy. The guy with the long hair? Timothy Chalamet is the guy that plays... Paul. Gotcha. Okay, okay. Then yeah, Timothy he's, Chalamet. He's the main character, yeah. It, the story's about Paul. And, yeah, Timothy Chalamet's Paul. But, um... Gotcha. Jason Momoa, dude, he was awesome. He was awesome. Awkward. But, yeah, yeah, man. Such an epic film. And speaking of epic films, what did we see this weekend, Brandon and I? What did we see? Ching, 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 ching. Last duel. Last duel. Then that is our, uh, that's us trying to make the sound of metal clashing against <laughs> each other. Ching, ching. But, um, holy crap. Bra- okay, so let me, because I, I just kind of gave that spill on Dune, and I have my spill in the last duel, and I, and, but I want to hear Brandon, like, I want you to go first on the last okay. duel. So I went into this film. Not ha- not having any idea what it was about. And that's... Sometimes I kind of like that going into a theater. Mm-hmm. Like, just having no idea what the film is going to bring. Because with Avengers, like, when you go to see movies like that, you kind of expect their uh, Iron Man. He's going to face a threat. Threat's going to get the upper hand for a little bit. And then Iron Man's going to take over. Mm-hmm. With this, I had no idea what I was walking into. I didn't, Heck, I didn't even know what time period it was going to be in. <laughs> Because I, I have the poster right here, right in front of me, and I've seen it from hindsight, and I just look at it. It doesn't look like they're knights, you know? Fair it enough. Just looks, you know? Like, she's yeah. in an elegant dress, so th- for all we know, this could be in the 1800s or something, right. you know? Yeah. But, uh, wow, wow, wow. What an incredible film. Great actors. I loved Matt Damon. Yeah, I really thought I was gonna like Adam Driver the most, but <laughs> I actually actually liked Matt Damon the most. And I know that sounds wow. cliche, but uh, I think he was a great, great actor. It really surprised me because I've never seen him play uh, a medieval character like that. But uh, yeah. So I'll I'll just make this simple. Sure. I'll talk about things what I liked and what I disliked, and my biggest takeaway. So I'll start with things I liked. I like the actors. I like mm-hmm. the story, and I like the way they really like. Even though that they were like they're in a different time period, of course, right? Mm-hmm. But they did a good job of storytelling and also like kind of filling us in how customs work, right? Like you know, in the Middle Ages, because yeah. we don't live in the Middle Ages. <laughs> we don't live like they lived, you know. Like if I was going to Tom going to uh visit tommy in houston i wouldn't have my wife kiss tommy <laughs> like, that doesn't, that's just not that's just not our culture you know that's just not what happens but that's something that happened in the middle ages just things of that nature so uh i really liked how they kind of made molded the universe around not the universe but the uh the world this world that they were creating they created it so well and they did it in a really unique way. So if y'all don't know, it's a story about uh, this night's Dijon. I think that's his name. Dijon's wife gets raped by one of the knights or what 
like I think he's like the head of the army or something. Adam mm-hmm. Driver's character, and it's told by three different <laughs> sides. Sorry, I have a little cough, but uh, it's told from Matt Damon's side, Dijon's side, not Dijon. Very honorable man. Uh, he's shown to be a very noble character, and then it's told in his view, and then you're like, oh wow. And you can kind of tell what happened when, like, his wife came to him and started talking to him. Yeah. And then it's told from Adam Driver's side, his character's side. And then it's told from the wife's side. Mm -hmm. So I really liked how they did this. Usually I'm not a fan of when films do this where they're like, okay, this is this person's story or this. I actually really like this because – it was really cool because each side of the story was different in its own way, in the way mm-hmm. the story was told. Dejan's, like, it was like three mini movies put into one. Yeah. Those three parts. So, like, Night Dejan's, his is about restoring his honor and getting back at Adam Driver's character and getting back with the at the army because he was wronged. He was supposed to be crowned the head of the army mm-hmm. and then he wasn't or the commander of the army and then he wasn't so it, it, it <laughs> his story is about honor and restoring his honor and then adam driver's character his story is like his side of the story really talks about like how like yeah he's a good looking dude a lot of the chicks like him and he's the commander of everything but or commander of the army, but he has no identity and he doesn't have love and that, and he tries to find it through Dijon's wife and he does it in a, in the most inappropriate way possible, you know, and you get to see his side of it. And then, then the wife's side of it, you get to see her side. And you get to see the truth. You get to see Dijon's true self because, yes, he's an honorable knight on the outside, but man, the way she, like, some things that he, ways that he acts, I won't spoil it. Like, it kind of makes you look at him and go, wow, he's really not as good as I thought he was, you know? Mm-hmm. And then, and then you look at Adam Driver's character even worse. So you look at them and you look at the two knights in question about to duke it out at the end of the movie. And you're like, man, Adam Driver's character is really bad, but Dijon's is not so great either. But at the end of the right. day, what happens happens, and it has a great ending. And I loved it. And yeah, very moving film. And I, that's all I got to say about it, about okay. things I liked. But things I disliked, uh, man, I can't really say I didn't, like uh, there wasn't a lot of things I didn't like. Maybe uh, some of the way they shot things, maybe a little bit. But there was also a lot of ways I did like the way they shot it. So mm-hmm. maybe that. And then uh, it was a little short at the end. Didn't really have a good conclusion. Maybe the actual story doesn't have a good conclusion. Yeah. But I, I didn't like the conclusion too much. It was a little bit rushed. Kind of like uh, No Time to Die. It was a little rushed. And then. But yeah, that's those are my takeaways, and I really like this film. And thank you for letting me just dive into it, Tommy. Yeah, 
yeah, thanks for uh, coming with me, man. Like this was not an easy film, and and truth be told, I I knew it would be you know kind of a touchy subject. So, you know, trigger trigger warning now for anyone who's a victim of sexual assault. There, we will be saying the word rape, and as Brandon already said, so yeah, that will be talked about. Um, you know, quite a bit, especially through my my review. Um, so yeah, just wanted to give you guys that warning ahead of time. I, I think Brandon already mentioned it, but if Brandon already said the word, but if not, we will be saying the word. And I, we don't want to offend anyone. So, um, but yeah, you, uh, uh, it's not an easy film because I knew that Matt Damon's wife, Marguerite, uh, is her name, is was going to be raped in the film, but I didn't know that it was going to be in, as intense as it was. And not only yeah. that, but we had to see it three times. Yeah. <laughs> like we had to see someone get raped three times in the span of two hours, 30 minutes. Yeah. So, that's not easy. And I was like, dude, Brandon, like, I feel horrible. Like, like I, he's probably going to hate this. Like, he's going to be, like, kind of pissed. I I dragged him to this, and, and it's not my fault, but I feel horrible. And so, but then, yeah, when you came out loving it, I was like, okay, good. And, and honestly, how could you not love this film? You know, but, yeah, that makes me happy, Brandon. I'm glad, I'm glad to hear that you liked it, and there's plenty more films that we'll be watching together yeah. uh, very soon. But, yeah. And yeah. I, okay, well, just to add, just real quick. So something I didn't like, like yes, the word that we just mentioned, like the sexual assault that happens in this film. I didn't like how graphic it was, mm-hmm. and that's kind of the approach that uh, Thirteen Re- Reasons Why takes. Like in each season of that show, there is a gory scene. Yeah. Of either sexual assault or suicide or just anything like that. I just, man, like in a culture where we have too much of that and we're trying to get rid of it, the last place that we need it is in our media. And it can be told in a different way. We have genius cinematographers out there who are masterminds at communicating with the audience of what's happening in the story. And there's better ways to get that done and more appropriate ways to get that done. So that was one thing I didn't like, just to add. But uh, mm. go ahead and went, say what you were going to say. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, because is rape, rape's a hard thing to watch. It's a hard thing to even hear about. So, like, you know, having to watch it is going to be difficult. And it's interesting that you, you know, you want that far away from media. I, I think it's important that we talk about it and that it is in yeah. media. Um, and, you know, it's hard for us to to talk about it and to see it and at what point do we say okay like because this is a film for sexual assault victims this is one trillion percent a film that if you're a victim of sexual assault and you you need a film that will make you feel heard and loved this is a film to see but like the scene was so graphic is like would it potentially harm you even more to see would it bring back bad memories so i i can see where you're coming from with that brandon but um I do, of course, disagree. You know, good thing on you know, it's on podcast. I do, of course, disagree. Just because it needs to be talked about, it's important. There's victims that still haven't come forward, and yeah. uh, we we well, love. Well, I wasn't, I wasn't necessarily disagreeing that, like, I wasn't necessarily saying it shouldn't be shown at all. I'm saying it could have been shown differently. You know, mm. yeah, because like they they should have just. I mean, it's hard to say like Ridley Scott, it's hard to be like Ridley Scott, you should have done this or you should have done that because he's an incredible director and he's made so many incredible films, but did we have to see it three times, you know, but every time, every like 
time we saw it, it was sort slightly different in the way that it got worse every time. Yeah, like because uh, when it showed like the with Adam Driver's from Adam Driver's perspective, it showed that she like slightly enjoyed it. Like she still said no, and she was you know screaming and crying, but she like wasn't super pissed at the end of it. Oh yeah, I wouldn't say pissed, but uh, distraught. No destroy yeah just like okay that just happened but with like obviously her side of the story it was it that was extremely brutal and she's just oh, that was hard to watch but um yeah no yeah i see what you're saying brandon start did, is there anything else you wanted to say or no yeah that's what i wanted to say like yes yeah. i i definitely think it's something that needs to be talked about more so uh uh people who've been violated like that can come forward and uh bring justice to the and bring justice to those who have committed these terrible things. But I just think like it could be told in a more appropriate way, but like I'll, I'll stand by that. But like, I just wanted to re solidify that. Mm. Sure. Okay. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah, I, I, it was hard to see it three times. I'll say that I won't, I won't agree with you. I won't disagree with you. Just because I I don't like that it's in the media, but I do like that we are talking about it yes. in the media because it absolutely positively needs to be talked about, and victims need a story, which is what this film's about. But uh, you know, th- three times it was important, but yeah, hard to watch. It's hard to watch. Okay, um, my thoughts on the last duel, top five film of the year so far. Um, we're almost done with the year, so that's kind of, that's no small feat. Um, but yeah, the last duel was incredible. Cinematography, I could agree. It could have been a little bit better. There were some shots that were a little uneven. Felt a little. There were some. There were some. I remember. I would like whisper to you in the theater. I was like, "Gosh, that is a beautiful shot." Mm-hmm. Yeah, when they were looking over, it was. I think this was when they were on like the horses and they were looking over yeah. uh, some land. I remember you telling me yeah. that. And the, I think there was another one where they're just all seated at a table, and it's just a oh. shot from a certain angle and it's so beautiful to where you can see everything that's happening like all the conversations that are happening and the gestures and everything mm-hmm. that that was really interesting i know that sounds simple for the audience but uh no yeah you just that's, have to see it. Right. you'll see what i'm talking about yeah i remember that too yeah totally there were a lot of incredible shots in there there were a lot of shots there where i was like that felt kind of misplaced like the cameras it's a little too high a little too low a little too off you know it's a little off center um, so that was kind of a flaw as well as it was, it was a little slow at the beginning. Um, it was a little slow and a little confusing at the beginning. Um, and with most movies, they explain themselves as time goes on. That's how most films go. Um, and this one definitely did, but it, it was just a, kind of a, some weird pacing at the beginning. Now I, I gave this film a four and a half out of five stars. That's a darn good rating. That's only my second four, four out of four and a half out of five stars, uh, rating this year. Uh, tied with Lamb, A24's Lamb, um, and which is once again is no small feat at all. The the last duel, the last duel. So there are some flaws. You know, I gave it an A minus. There are some flaws with the film, or I guess I gave it an A, because um, it's close to being a perfect film. Yeah, like it's it's really hard to look at this film and be like no i don't you know this film isn't perfect but that that that's my one flaw and now that i've talked about that let's talk about what's good with this film l- l- allow me to talk about that so you know the set design holy moly like it really felt like you were we were in france you know in the 1300s um costumes were incredible 
the lighting was very dark. It was like it was cloudy all the time. The lighting yep. was super dark. Really love the way that they told the story. If if you you know don't know by now, they do tell it from three perspectives. It's uh, Jean. I mean, it's spelled Jean, like a pair of jeans. But I'm just gonna say Jean de Carago, Carago, uh, which is Matt Damon, and then Margaret is Jodie Comer, and then Jacques Legray is Adam uh, Adam Driver. So yeah, they go they go Jean first, then Margaret, then Jacques. Um, or excuse me, Jean, then Jacques, then Margaret. And I love how they ended on Margaret's because it says the truth of Margaret. And it, it, when, it when the letters fade away after it says the truth of Margaret, it just says the truth, which Ooh. is great, which is a great commentary because, you know, we believe the victim and rape. You know, we, we, are, we are always taught to listen to the victim and believe them. And in her truth and her side of the story, it was very accurate to today's time because people called her a whore. You know, when the slut, uh, they, the slut wasn't a word back then, but they called her a whore. They tried to say that she should just move on. There's a line in this film, and I'm not, I, I don't, I don't know if we'll, if I'll say it just because it's a crazy line that, may, honestly, was just so crazy. But uh, Brandon knows what I'm talking about, where they try and justify that it wasn't rape, and it was like hilarious, not hilarious because it's a very serious subject, but it was hilarious to be like. No way they actually think that. Um, yeah. That was like, ugh. the whole theater was laughing. It was like, wait, what? That is like so not justifiable, which it never is. Um, man, what a film though. Like it, it's one of those films you walk out of the theater and you don't stop thinking about for a couple, for a day or two. Yeah. Um, because it just hits you, man. It's important and it's what we need. It's what we need right now. And it's really just a hero story for Margaret. Like it's in, and and. It's called the last duel, so you think it's gonna be a bunch of bunch of big fights, and it's really just a social fight between you know with social norms that are going on today told to this through the setting of the 1300s, and there is a duel, you know, and this is no spoiler, obviously, um, that Matt Damon and and Adam Driver have a duel, you know, it's in the trailers, no spoil no spoiler at all, and it's on the posters, and the duel part, um, they preview this is no spoiler once again, they preview that at the beginning of the film, the duel. And it's pretty epic, and it's like okay, that was epic. My heart's pumping. That was freaking epic. And then they start the you know start the film. They start telling the stories, and then you watch everything that happens, and then they go back to the duel that we saw at the beginning. And and Brent and I were just looking at each other, and we were just clapping. We were like, "Let's go, let's go." It was like we were watching like a football game or something. Yeah, I, I'll never forget that. That was an awesome moment for us. It was just like, dude, let's freaking. It was just crazy. Like your your heart was pumping, you know. Yeah, testosterone pumping too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's been very manly. Yeah, let's fight. But oh man, it, it just made that last duel, like it says at the end, like whoo, that was wild, man, wild. Um, yeah, last duel between the two films. Definitely see the last duel. It is very, it's a very sensitive subject, so it can be hard to watch, but it's an important subject nonetheless. I would definitely advice you know with a parent if you're under maybe 17 and then if you're over 17 i would make sure to you know put some thought into you know do i want to see a film because there there is rape in the film and and uh yeah it's pretty graphic but it's important to see because it happens every day and it's so sad and films like this are going to be an, an incredible uh source for those who have been a part of sexual assault, they can go to this film, feel comfort and feel and know that we stand with them. 
Um, so yeah, Absolutely. the last duel. Guys, we're we're at the forty minute mark here. Uh, we're gonna try and keep both episodes today's pop culture episode and and tomorrow's sports episode within about forty minutes. Um, so I think we'll go over November's releases on Thursday because I'll I'll throw in a little bit there because you know Brent and I we 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 throw in a little bit um on each but, other's. Uh, I did so- I did want to get your thoughts just real quickly. Sure. On one thing, what were your thoughts on the Batman trailer because that came out. Uh, oh yeah, shortly before, uh, while you were in town, actually. Yeah, yeah. What do you think way. about it? Just quick thoughts. Um, I, I'm sure I've said it before in this podcast. If not, let me make myself very clear. Robert Pattinson is my favorite and the greatest actor of all time. Just plain and simple. Robert Pattinson is the man with the plan. Uh, the Lighthouse, Good Time, The Rover, High Life. Uh, Robert Pattinson is the greatest actor of all time. He is. That's my opinion. And, and I love him so much. And just seeing him in this role of Batman feels so right because Batman, and we, we saw a shirtless shot of him in the trailer. He's an average dude. He's not skinny. He's not buff. He's just kind of average. He's probably maybe a little under 200, maybe 170, one, mm, 180. Um, this is a realistic Batman because these big dudes you see that are in the gym all the time. Um, how often? Ben Affleck. Is, yeah, yeah, like Ben Affleck. Like, how often is it that you see a guy like that? You know, you go to the store 10 times, you'll see a big buff ripped dude, like that has the athletic ability of Batman, maybe twice. So, like, this is a very realistic version of Batman. And it, and it does, it's hard because when you have a film like The Dark Knight, which is not only one of the greatest films of all time, which is such a big statement, but is what well, is and forever will be the greatest Batman film of all time, which is not even really a Batman film. It's more like a just a drama. Film. Oh, it's so good. But it, it's hard not to compare. So, you know, throwing The Dark Knight out the window, this film looks incredible. It's going to be incredibly dark. Paul Dano just does dark so well. Dark films. Um, Colin Farrell as the... As, Penguin looks magnificent. I love his voice. Robert Pattinson is Batman. I've already given my thoughts on that. I think her name. I don't. I think her her last name is Klatz, but I know her first name is Zoe. Um, as Catwoman, looks she. I couldn't. I couldn't not pick out a better Catwoman, a better looking Catwoman. We'll see, right? If her acting's uh, plays the part, which I'm sure it will. She. I've seen her a couple of things. She's incredible. Uh, Zoe looks perfect for Batman and I forget his name, but he plays, he's playing, uh, commissioner Gordon. Um, I think it might be James, it might be James something. He was in no time to die. Incredible. Andy circus as Alfred, like dude, ugh, just, oh, yeah, I love Andy circus as mm-hmm. Alfred. I think that was a good cast. Uh, I think it was a little bold, kind of how Spider-Man, the Spider-Man home series, like homecoming and all that, how they wanted to do a, Aunt, a younger Aunt May. Mm-hmm. It's kind of the same with this. Like they kind of yeah. went with something kind of fun. Andy Circus is a fun actor, and he, he's no. going to be a great Butler. Yeah, I agree, man. It... Or Alfred, Alfred. Yeah, but yeah, those are my thoughts. Like all the roles match. You cannot pick a better actor or actress for the designated character. The film looks dark and gritty. Um. The story, I mean, the story looks incredible. Looks like we're going to be seeing a lot of Catwoman, which is important because she definitely helps Batman. 
throughout the comic books and you know, I'm just ready to see a new Batman. But you know, people people get so caught up in that Batman has to be jacked and he has to be played by a manly masculine man and he has to be this, that, and the third. No. Batman films, if the film is good, the film is good. I don't care if it's freaking Stuart Little the Mouse playing Batman. As long as the film is a good film, as long as Stuart Little plays a good Batman, I don't care. Uh, and that's from a film critics, from someone who loves and appreciates the art of film standpoint, right? That I, I don't care who the heck is playing Batman, and I'm always going to defend Robert, so like that's a given. But like, if they would have picked Michael Sarah to play Batman, I would have been like, okay, that's weird, but let's do it. Like, I just want a good Batman film. The director um, of of this Batman film, he also did Rise of the Planet of the Apes, or the Planet of the Apes trilogy, the newer one, which is a kick butt of a time. I'll say kick butt. It was kick butt of a time. Those three movies, they're all incredible. Um, but yeah. Those are my those are my quick thoughts on the Batman trailer. What about you, Brandon? Uh, yeah, you took my words. Uh, it was a lot of fun, and just I'm very excited for it. And I love the cast choices. You took my words away. That's those were my <laughs> thoughts exactly. Nice, nice. Well, that's good to hear. I'm glad to hear that we are on the same page. Um, yeah, real quick. So we we'll get to November's. Uh, what to expect in November as we record tomorrow for Friday's uh, episode, just so that way we can uh, stay pretty short on time. Cause I wanted to keep this kind of in the 40, 40 minutes mark, 40 minute mark. Um, but coming up, you guys, we've got the French dispatch, which I'm watching on Monday. Today is the day of recording is Wednesday. So I'm watching it pretty soon. That's going to be up uh, Tuesday. So right on time. And then that Tuesday night I'm watching, which is what is my, tied with licorice pizza to be my most anticipated film of the year after the green night which is the last night in soho uh so i'm watching the last night in soho on tuesday i'm getting an early screen of that as well as an early early eh, early in the states screening of uh the french dispatch on monday so a lot of a lot of incredible high risk high reward films to be talked about in the podcast very excited for that um and then we'll also get to november next tomorrow tomorrow night's podcast but um yeah that's it. That's it for me, you guys. This has been my favorite episode to talk about film probably ever and the hot this week because I'm very passionate about those two films and all the films coming up I'm very passionate about. And I mean, guys, it's we've we've been talking about October for so long and it's finally here and so far it has not disappointed. So uh, let's keep that ball rolling. Um, but yeah, speaking of the ball rolling, let's go ahead and roll it on to Brandon's court here. <laughs> he's gonna give us just, just a small breakdown in sports as uh we you know nothing huge but just a small breakdown in sports as because uh we will be recording that tomorrow so Brandon what what can we expect tomorrow what do you got for us real quick uh we're just gonna do a quick recap tomorrow or not really quick but we'll do a recap tomorrow the first few days of mm-hmm. uh NBA basketball okay uh it's the first two opening nights have happened they've been pretty exciting. With the uh, Lakers and Warriors, uh, Bucks and Nets, and then tonight the Knicks and Celtics went to overtime. Oh yeah, so that was pretty exciting. Double overtime. Yeah, so we'll get to that, and then also Tommy is going to do a little special for us. We're just going to talk about a little NHL. Yeah, uh, that's starting up pretty quickly. So we'll get some of Tommy's thoughts on that, and we'll just go from there. But it's going to be a great episode. We'll have a little bit more, and as always, we will have are five games to watch over the weekend and 
until next episode. So stay tuned. Sweet. Yeah. Looking forward to that. I, I like, I actually like this structure a lot. Just back to back, knock it out days of recording. This is, this might be a, who knows guys, maybe for season three or after we take our, uh, our break right before Thanksgiving, maybe we'll come back and, and do it like this. This is actually pretty awesome. I like this a lot. Um, okay guys. Well, that's it. You know, the last duel and Dune. If you have seen these films, which you haven't seen Dune yet, but if you have seen the last duel and if you watch Dune tonight, please do not hesitate to hit our DMs. I want to know what you guys think. I want to talk about films. I want to talk about what you liked, what you didn't like. And uh, yeah, please go see these films because they're uh, two films that deserve your time and your money. Um, so yeah, without further ado, my name is Thomas Six. And I'm Brandon Matula. Matula. And we will see you guys tomorrow. Bye. And we're off.